This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. We touched base a few weeks ago on this when the interest of Liverpool first emerged on Decore, really, and it was kind of immediately made apparent that he wasn't really for sale, but if he was going to be for sale, it was going to be for a lot of money. And at the time, you tweeted that they value Decore between 70 and 80 million amidst that Liverpool interest. There was no club contact at the time, but Palace and indeed the player were aware of the interest. Has that situation changed at all in the period since then, or is it very much sort of still the same sort of land? Yeah, I think it's on a similar land, but I think that the dynamics of that whole situation, given the uh, given what's transpired with the the Moises Caicedo deal and the efforts from Liverpool to try and sign him, and obviously as we know, Lavia as well was being confirmed as a, as a Chelsea player today. I think the dynamics with regards to who Liverpool are looking at and who Liverpool are going for, I think that's changed since that moment in time, but. Um, the valuation still stands. I, I, you know, a lot of people would look at that and say that's overpriced. But I, I just, I personally think, and I think this is the way that Crystal Palace look at it as well. It's just a reflection of of the market right now. You know, Crystal Palace will look at will look at that that Declan Rice deal. You know, which you know, one hundred and five million pounds. They will look at Moises Caicedo, which is uh, uh, you know, one hundred and fifteen million pounds. Um, other deals um, overly sort of massively inflated this summer and Crystal Palace will look at that and say well you know if it's good enough for if it's good enough for Caicedo and and Rice and West Ham and Brighton then it's good enough for us and I think that's where that valuation stems from. Yeah absolutely that makes perfect sense you can't really can't really blame Palace in many ways for that. Like, I know a lot of people, Liverpool fans, will look at that fee or that suggested asking price and sort of balk at a little bit and go, that's a lot of money for a lad who's had one season in the Premier League. But as you referenced there, you know, you look at the Vice, the Caicedo, and even the Endo Fernandez deals previously, and you go, well, if that's your reference point, it's probably about right. Like, he's not sort of a 60, 70 million pound lesser player than those lads I've just mentioned. And as you mentioned, Liverpool went up against Chelsea, which is a little bit foolish as it turns out, going up against Todd Bowley and his his ways of operating and missed yeah. out on uh, Lavia and Caicedo. So I wonder, it would represent substantial profit, obviously, for Palace, 18 million they signed him for. 
is sort of the prospects of a sale. Let's just say Liverpool do go ahead with this and they do, they are willing to meet that 70 to 80 million pounds sort of region. Would Palace and Palace's need for a replacement play a part in this potential transfer as well? Yeah, I think so. And 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 that is always always going to be an issue is is yes, you know, you can consider offers for your best players when you are, you know, with all due respect to Crystal Palace, when you are, you know, toward you know, lingering towards the bottom or the bottom half of the Premier League table. Um, you're always susceptible to, to to offers from bigger clubs. But the problem therein lies is that you know, yeah, we can get we can recoup X amount of money for said player, but how do we replace him? And and the 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 concerns and the fears and the and the and uh, and the you know the absolute kind of travesty that being relegated from the Premier League would be for a club like Crystal Palace. You know, they would look at they would look at that and, and say, in many ways, keeping the Cure is would be even more fi even more financially valuable to us than the actual money coming in itself because it gives them it actually gives them the platform of and you know more of a chance of staying in 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 the Premier League. Whereas if they go do go and get a replacement. There are no guarantees that he would fit into to, to, to Roy Hodgson's style of play, you know, necessarily hit the ground running. Uh, there are a lot of variables there, whereas De Kure, they know they've got a player there that, that can play under Roy. They had a good first season at, at, at Sellers Park and, you know, they kind of know what they've got. So, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a case there of almost sort of better the devil you know. Um, and I think that's... You know that's as I say that that that's that's into, that's the price and 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 that, and they are the and they are the kind of variables that Palace are having to weigh up with regards to whether whether they want to part with him or not. Yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect sense from their perspective. Obviously, they've lost Wilf Zaha this summer. They managed to keep hold of Michael Elise seemingly against the odds. It felt as if the next announcement about Elise would be that the Chelsea have confirmed the deal, but instead it was a new contract. That certainly caught me caught me by surprise. But you mentioned there sort of he's a key component of Roy Hodgson's plans, and of course he is, and just how valuable he could well prove to be. But how impressed were you by him as a player last season? Do you think, considering it was his first year in the Premier League, he had a good first campaign? I think I'm right in saying he was voted Palace's player of the year as well. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's correct. And yeah, you know, he he's every, every inch to sort of the modern-day Premier League central midfielder, you know, box to box. He's not not just a, he's just not, an, he's not, he's just not a destroyer enforcer. He's he's very good on the ball. You know, he's got an eye for a pass. He can pick a pass. He's got a little bit of everything. And, and yeah, to get him from France for eighty, there, there was a, there was a point last at last summer where Palace thought they weren't going to get him. Um, they thought they left it too late. But you know, thankfully for for for, for Palace, they, they they managed to get that deal over the line. Um, and it's been a fantastic signing for them. It, re it it really has, you know, playing wise in terms of on the pitch, he's been brilliant for he's been brilliant for Palace, you know, uh, player of the year as you said. But then obviously moving forward financially, they will they will be able to recoup a major profit on on what on what they've already outlaid on him from from last summer. But whether that profit comes this summer, I, it's going to be never say never. 
but I, 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 I think it's a little. It may be a little bit too late now. You know, with with sort of with with two weeks, ten days towards the end of the towards the end end of the window. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Palace and and their sporting director Dougie Friedman, who is is one of the best operators in the in the Premier League, bar none. He's you know he's got a fantastic he's got a fantastic eye for talent, and I'm sure that they've already they will they will have a replacement lined up, but sort of dotting the eyes and crossing the t's and getting that, those deals over the line in you know twelve to ten days is 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 a difficult ask, and 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 the longer it goes on. Uh, the more likely I think it is that, that the Corre will be staying at Palace. Hey, thank you so much for watching the show. You're amazing. And if you want to signify your legendary status, then head over to redmenplus.com. Join as a legend tier subscriber. Not only you get all of the great video and podcast content, you'll also be entered into our monthly prize draw for great signed Liverpool gear. And you'll get access to our Discord as well, full of amazing Liverpool support and human beings. Head to redmenplus.com and join as a legend here today. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.